With alcohol, we're all ballerinas. I'm Eileen. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Megan One. And I'm Megan Two. Four friends who found each other at the Gilmore Girls reunion and formed the 6AM crowd. We'll be talking about bunheads while drinking our faces off. You're listening to Stumbling Ballerinas. We did that part. Good job, guys. Good job. Well done. It is our first time, so, you know, please bear with us, everybody. So uh, a little bit, we just wanted to, to start off this podcast giving a little bit about each of us. Um, as Eileen had mentioned, we are uh, four friends who all met at the Gilmore Girls Reunion at the ATX Festival in Austin, Texas. And um, so we're going to go through and just tell you a little bit about ourselves, um, you know, about our history with anything Amy Sherman Palladino related, um, and just to let, give you kind of a, um, you know, an idea of who we are and where we're coming from with this podcast. So, Eileen? Well, I'm Eileen again. I'm a newlywed who loves live theater. Uh, I've got a typical day job in Houston, Texas, which pays for my wanderlust and my need for speed. Uh, I was introduced to Amy Sherman Palladino through Gilmore Girls, which I started watching selfishly because I thought Lauren and Alexis looked like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know that's super shallow and lame, but after the first episode, I was hooked. I'm not sure if I bonded with the show over Jeeps and Coffee or if I like Jeeps and Coffee because of Gilmore Girls. We'll never know. Uh, The 6 a.m. crowd is super rad, and I still can't believe that I got up at 4 a.m., but it was well worth it to have coffee with Amy Sherman Palladino and meet these ladies. It definitely was. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm next. I'm Elizabeth. I am a 34-year-old woman who lives in Connecticut. I actually live about 20 minutes outside from the town that uh, Stars Hollow is based on. And uh, I've been with my husband for 17 years. We're high school sweethearts. I have a two-year-old daughter who I, you know, because I'm crazy, named Lorelai. So, you can clearly tell that I am a super fan. Um, I, I, of course, found Amy Sherman Palladino myself through Gilmore Girls. I actually originally was a, a Roseanne fan, but was a little too young to even even know or care about writers and directors and things like that. Um, so I fell in love with Gilmore Girls, you know, one, because of the fact that it's based in Connecticut, and it reminded me a lot of my own hometown um, in small town New England, and uh, just the fact that I love coffee and talking fast and I love their humor and um, it made me fall in love with the show and then from there um, once you know Gilmore Girls sadly went off the air and Budheads began I was one of the people that was about to run through uh, LA with um, you know angry mobs when they canceled when ABC Family canceled Budheads so that's a little bit about me alright well I'm Megan One. I'm 29 from Oregon. I just got out of grad school, so I'm currently unemployed and living with my parents like a boss. Uh, I got into Gilmore Girls, I guess like my senior year of high school was season four. And then it was right when Netflix came out. So at like my parents got me a Netflix subscription when I went off to college. And I very distinctly remember driving through rural Pennsylvania watching the DVDs on my, like, Dell laptop in the backseat of the rental car. 
Like, and that's how I started season one was that trip. So now, now when I watch it, that's all I can think about is moving into college, which is slightly terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I loved, I loved Bunheads. I was really sad that it didn't make it more than just those 18 episodes. And when they announced the Gilmore Girls reunion for ATX, Megan too and I were just all over it. Like I was sitting at my internship at the Paley Center uh, supposed to be watching a documentary for my boss so I could take notes on what I thought. And instead, I'm waiting for emails from ATX about getting my, like, student discount code. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 6 a.m. crowd is awesome, and I was really lucky to get to go there and meet all these ladies. And now we're here with you. All right. Well, I'm Megan number two. Um... I currently live in Los Angeles, but I'm originally from Canada, and um, I moved around a lot growing up, and uh, television was kind of like a comfort blanket. I really kind of got addicted to my shows and those relationships because I could bring them from place to place. Um, I probably got into Gilmore Girls and uh, the Amy Sherman Palladino thing. In season four, um, I remember watching bits and pieces of early seasons, but I don't think I became a full-fledged fan until season four. Um, I remember wanting to get caught up, but not having a way. Uh, I didn't have the DVDs, so I went online and printed out all of the transcripts for the first three seasons and um, put them in a big three-ring binder. And when we were uh, road tripping from, I think it was North Carolina up to Canada, reading every single transcript to get caught up. Oh, so yes. I kind of fell in love. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I fell in love with the word. That is dedication. I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah. Right? So I kind of fell in love with Amy's words before I fell in love with the show, which is why I kind of As have it that. should be, really. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah. Then I was sad when Gilmore ended. Um but I was glad when fun had started so we could kind of continue that Amy love. Um, it definitely didn't last long enough. There was more story to tell, and I don't know how anyone puts the axe to Amy, but there you go. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so ATX came around, and um, like Megan said, we were hanging out on online waiting for the tickets to go on sale. I was unemployed at the time, like literally just got axed, and I was like, well, why not spend money on to go on a vacation when I don't know what's happening tomorrow? Um, that's what 401ks are for. That's what 401ks are for. Logan would be impressed. Um, so yeah, and then got to meet you lovely guys and get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, hungover, to uh, hang out with Amy. So that's my story. So uh, as you all have heard us all mention at some point, uh, the ATX reunion, the Gilmore Girls reunion in Austin, Texas, and uh, we wanted to give you a little bit about, uh, a little more information about how we all ended up meeting. Uh, we are all, as you can tell, besides Megan 1 and 2, uh, were friends prior to the reunion. However, the rest of us did not know each other. We're from all different parts of the country, as you can tell. So uh, we wanted to give you a little bit of the story about how we met and, you know, how we ended up here. So who wants to start? 
Well, as your line president, I think I will go first here. <laughs> line president. Eileen <laughs> speaking here. So Coffee with Amy Sherman Palladino started at 10. And uh, I was staying with my sister-in-law. Got up at 4 o'clock in the morning to be in line at 5 a.m. And I'm sitting there with my circuitry homework until about 5.45 when the next person joined the line. <laughs> and then the rest of us spent... The rest of the ladies showed up in the 6 o'clock hour, and uh, that's how we became the 6 a.m. crowd. The very first five people in the line. And we were well known for that. Uh, either people, people were either impressed or thought we were completely crazy. But you know what? I, I stand by it. <laughs> if they thought we were crazy, they are not diehard enough. They didn't deserve it. It was a good life we're decision. Crazy, but we got in that room, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. did, and we got really great seats, too. Yep. We got to ask questions. <laughs> we did, yes. Eileen and I both got to ask questions. It was one of the, the best moments of our lives. So, um, yeah, it was it was an interesting time in that line. Uh, we had some other characters with us. We had one friend um, who isn't able to join us here, but she is definitely a part of the 6 a.m. crowd. Her name is Stacy. Um, then we also had... Surprisingly enough, McLovin's mom, Christopher <laughs> Mintz-Plaza's mother, was in line with us, and she was a sweetheart, um, and it was just kind of a weird coincidence that we ended up finding out that, you know, she was she was McLovin's mom, um, and as a huge Super Bad fan and role model fan, I was, I was really excited about that, but it was just, it kind of summed up the weirdness of that entire weekend and how everything was just so odd and in the most wonderful, beautiful way. And then there was Weird Italy Girl. Oh, Italy. Uh, I, feel, I still feel bad about her every time. I, I, do. I know. I wonder if she's still wandering around Austin. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, no. she left her phone on the plane. How was she able to contact anyone to let her know where she was? I don't know. I want to yeah, know if she had a hotel room or what her sleeping situation was. It was all weird. She was asleep on a bench when I showed up at 5 a.m. Yeah, so I have a feeling she was just staying in the in the ho- in the hallway of the hotel. Yeah, so she was just a girl, a, a girl. I'd say she was in her maybe late 20s, early 30s, who had traveled all the way from Italy um, to come to the reunion week, and she did not speak a word of English. So it's all of us trying to communicate with her and trying to even find out if she had tickets to anything. We couldn't even tell she had. Fat passes um and if she was even supposed to be in that line she kept insisting that she had a fast pass for coffee with asp but we couldn't tell at one point eileen went on her uh, on her phone and checked her uh, atx account to see if she actually had a fast pass. yeah <laughs> it was it was awkward it, yeah it was it was very interesting so and then right before we walked in coffee with asp and we were all guaranteed seats she just decided to walk away like, literally, like, yeah. the second before we walked in the door. It's not She's even like... like I'm just going to go sleep. No. We had waited five hours in that line, and she decides two minutes before. All she was saying was, Gilmore Girls Reunion. Gilmore Girls Reunion. And I hope she made it into the reunion, at least. I, like, hope something worked out for her. Like, she met someone, or she so. did something. Well, as the Italian Studies minor... I was horrified at myself that I could not remember anything to be able to talk to her. It's like, I, God, I failed my Italian professor. That's a very odd situation that your Italian professor probably wouldn't have 
foreseen, you yeah. know? If she was writing things, I might have been able to put yeah. it together. You should have had it right on her, like, phone or whatever and then translate it. I, I tried that you at tried. one point. Eileen tried everything. Eileen was trying so hard as land president to make sure, and it was there was no communication happening. And she was a nice girl, and I felt so badly for her. I mean, I do give her a lot of credit. She traveled all the way from Italy by herself, clearly no way to communicate with anybody when she got here, and still did it. I, I don't think I could do that. So I give her a lot of credit for that, but I hope she really is still not wandering around Austin, Texas. Honestly, looking I'm for sure people. she would have picked up by now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Some of the fun things that we did once we did meet each other, of course, coffee with Amy, she kicked us off, and then we spent the rest of the weekend bonding over celebrities coming through the lobby, getting photographs, getting autographs, uh, and I had my box set from the complete series that had signatures on the back of it, did not get Lauren or Alexis, but big giant ASP in the smack dab middle of it, and that's that's the gold star right there. I feel like we all felt very protective and, um, you know, excited about that box. We, it was like it was like the entire 6 a.m. crowd rallied around Eileen to make sure she got as many signatures as possible. And if she had to go somewhere, we made sure that it wasn't being touched by anybody. It was like, you know, we were very protective of it. So it's good to have all those people around to make sure that something that valuable and that cool, nothing happens to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, the, I mean, and you know, if you're a Gilmore Girls fan, I'm assuming if you're a Bunheads, you're a fan, you're probably a Gilmore Girls fan, you understand the reference to the 6 a.m. crowd uh, when Lorelai and Rory uh, walk into Luke's for the first time, realizing that, you know, this is the, the earliest they've ever been into Luke's, and it, it's explained that this is the 6 a.m. crowd, and given the early hour of our uh, Coffee with the ASP line starting... It was, a, it was a, an apropos name. Some of the highlights of the weekend, uh, we got to meet Kelly Bishop, and we got to meet the beautiful, the wonderful, talented Sutton Foster. Now, yeah, this did. is Eileen speaking. I'm a huge live theater geek, and I love me some Sutton Foster. Ever yes. since the 2002 Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade, when she <laughs> did Thoroughly Modern Millie, I've loved her. And we actually got to meet her, got pictures, and then we watched her stride out into oblivion. <laughs> Hashtag Sutton Foster is dead. But we spent the rest of the afternoon looking for her. And we did find her at... Safety. Hmm? We were very concerned for her safety. She just wandered down Congress, I think it was, by herself. Yeah. She just wandered away. Well, it was weird because everyone else had handlers, like, guiding them everywhere, and then there she goes with her cute little little, uh, bun pigtail things. Ugh. And just just takes off. Wandered away. There she goes. (laughs) Probably. Well, and we didn't have anything to do because we're waiting. There was the Hep Hep Alien concert, and all we knew was that, oh, check Twitter. So we're just hanging out, and there she goes, and that's all we can think about is wondering where Sutton Foster is, and if she's still okay. Part of me wonders if something like that happened to Lauren, if everybody was so expecting to see Lauren with a bunch of handlers, that she was actually just wandering Austin by herself, completely alone, and nobody was noticing it because we were expecting giant crowds. I am sure that that did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) Not like just, maybe if she had on like a hat or some weird outfit... 
as a disguise, but just Lauren, I don't see it. No. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. And uh, really, one of the things we really bonded over, um, starting when I actually first met Megan 1 and Megan 2 the night before Coffee with ASP, was um, being old school Gilmore Girl fans, people who'd been watching it from the beginning, uh, we We're found that, and, and, and Amy Sherman Palladino kept mentioning that there were a lot of, as she said, eight-year-olds um, there at the reunion, we did feel like there were a lot of uh, newer fans there who really discovered the show uh, Gilmore Girls when it went on Netflix last October. So um, it was cool to get along, you know, to meet a, a bunch of people that were around my age and who had had the same kind of experience growing up with Gilmore Girls. Um, so I think that really kind of set everything in motion and is why we felt... Um, you know, we felt that kind of kinship to, to get together and, and, you know, kind of watch out for each other the entire weekend, which was great. And of course, we've all watched Gilmore Girls dozens of times on our own, and we decided that we would all get together, do this podcast for Bunheads as an homage to Amy Sherman Palladino and the wonderful work that she does and the characters that crossed over between series and the new folks that popped onto the scene, popped onto television in general. Uh, thanks to this show. And of course, all of us wanted to be ballerinas when we grew up. And then we <laughs> discovered tequila and table dancing, and now we're just <laughs> ballerinas. Actually, and that's why I address my daughter in tutus constantly. It's just a, uh, you know, wanting to go back and, and make a career of that. But clearly, I was not going to be a ballerina, so I'll just dress her in tutus and pretend. Uh, I have a horrible picture of myself from ballet when I was, like, seven. We were doing Snow White. It's actually hanging in the hallway, but you don't get to see it. Um, so my dad likes to point out that everyone who took this picture, our feet are, it. We're, I don't know what position we're in, but we have the wrong foot forward. Like, it's completely backwards. <laughs> so that's why I don't do ballet anymore. Because at seven, I couldn't even figure out which foot to put in front. I took one dance class as I think I was like five years old, and we did Annie for a recital, and pretty much that was the highlight of my career because I'm such a huge Annie fan that I was like, it's just going to go all downhill from here, so I don't need to do anymore. And done. So did not Foster did Annie. Dance class. Yes. I know. <laughs> so that was it. That was that was as far as my uh, dance experience went. I was five years old. So <laughs> I did a lot of things when I was little, but dance was not one of them. Sadly, I did gymnastics, which is kind of close, but not yeah. really. False. False. <laughs> I was trying to give it to her. <laughs> as someone who did dance through high school, I say false. <laughs> yeah, hardcore right. gymnastics, they're kind of similar. Like, you're not doing the same things, but they're still both really athletic. There's no bouncing in ballet. You're jumping. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter with gymnastics anyway. Eileen, what kind of dance did you do? I did ballet, tap, and jazz when I was younger, and then as I uh, got into high school, musical theater dancing. <laughs> until I uh, fell down a flight of stairs and tore a tendon in my ankle, and that ended that dream. Ouch. So you're not going to be the next Sutton Foster? That's unfortunate. That ship has sailed. Damn it. Longer. I figured I could I could say I knew you when, and you it'd be get very in on impressive. The ground floor. I know, right? Yeah. All right, so with that kind of uh, trip down memory lane, we just wanted to tell you a little bit about our podcast and what it will entail. So um, 
We want to do something a little more fun here, and as you can tell, the name of the podcast is Stumbling Ballerina, so we don't want it to just be a review show of Bunheads. Um, we're basically making it a drinking game, so uh, who wants to explain our drinking game to everyone? So, Nobody wants to explain uh, it? <laughs> just we drink and we're silence. Drunk, guys. <laughs> Essentially, we decided that um, with Amy Sherman Palladino, there, there's a lot of crossover, uh, whether it be with character actors or references or the music of Sam Phillips. So we decided that with each episode, as one of those references comes up, uh, something that was also on Gilmore or uh, Sam Phillips' cue, um, that sort of thing, we would take a shot as the episodes progress. So, so as the... <laughs> <laughs> so as the episodes progress, we are going to sound even worse as we go along. But you know what? That's the fun of it. Yeah, by the end of it, we'll be the mumbling ballerinas, <laughs> not the stumbling. So really, we won't have to impress anybody. We don't need to say anything insightful because nobody's going to be able to understand us anyway. So that works for me. Yeah. And really, and- I think uh, uh, Lorelai or uh, Michelle or Amy herself would be impressed with the drinking game. As I do too. Common commonplace in their world as well. I think they will. I, she will see it as a great, um, you know, highlight to her career. I can absolutely see she's going to learn about the stumbling ballerinas and be so impressed and touched that we're doing this. That's what I like to believe, anyway. Yep. You've got a shot glass with her name on it. She can join anytime. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Got one ready for you, Amy. Yep. I like how we just refer to her as Amy, as if we're all best friends. What? Well, we, we had are. coffee with Amy. We yeah. had coffee with her, guys. We actually had technically a conversation with her. Uh, so we, uh, we have not mentioned once yet. Uh, somebody should tell that story, I think. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I was coming from New York to Austin. Megan, too, was coming from L.A. And I, as soon as my Wi-Fi kicked on on my flight, I check my phone, and all I see are these texts that are, um, Amy Sherman Palladino is sitting across from me at the gate. I think she's on my flight. Oh my God. I'm sitting behind Amy Sherman Palladino on this flight. So then I'm replying like, are you serious? That's amazing. But by that time, Megan too had taken off. So her phone was off. So both of us got to freak out about this independently. Her more so than me because she was actually experiencing it. So then... It was an insane flight. What I like most about that whole thing is that Amy Sherman Palladino was flying with a hat box. And I don't think there can be anything more perfect than Amy Sherman Palladino flying with a hat box. And you know how you fall in You know you fall in love with characters or people and you want them to be exactly what you built them up to be? That Mm -hmm. was the most beautiful piece of information ever. The fact that she is Amy Sherman Palladino is Amy Sherman Palladino as we've come to know her, including the hat. So that's awesome. I love that story. Um, And also, we were worried about Sutton's whereabouts and like what happened to her. Uh, And later that evening, it was Friday of ATX Festival. Uh, when we ran to find Head Alien, we did later discover Sutton's whereabouts, if anyone wants to uh, continue that story as well. She was photobombing Amy Sherman Palladino. Yep. In all of our pictures. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we Ubered, and suddenly, like, the Uber's pulling to a stop, 
and someone just goes, I forget who. It's just like, it was me. It was Eileen. Okay. Eileen. It was Eileen. She just goes, oh my God, that's Amy. And we all just like leap out of the car. The poor Uber driver probably thought we were insane. Because there they are just crossing the street. And we go up and Megan too and I got confirmation that she remembered us from our brief conversation at baggage claim, which is amazing to me because she had probably met a ton of people by yeah. that point. That was a busy weekend for her, so good yeah. job, guys. So we all get pictures with her. I think what got her to stop is because Stacy or someone yelled out, Helen Pye! And I think that's the <laughs> only reason she stopped, because she's like, what? Helen Pye? You guys actually recognize Helen Pye? I'm like, of course we do. Of course. What's the world? Yeah, I... Yeah. I love that story just because I was already sitting waiting for the Hep Ailing concert because I had gotten there. Uh, my Uber was ahead of your guys, so I had already gotten there, and I'm sitting. And one of the other girls from our party, her name was also Elizabeth, just comes up to me and casually goes, she's talking to me about other stuff. Oh, this is cool. These are good seats, whatever. And all of a sudden, casually goes, oh, yeah, and by the way, yeah, those guys are all getting pictures taken with Amy Sherman Palladino over there. Way to bury the lead. <laughs> Seriously. And I, I still managed to get there because I would have murdered her if I had not gotten there in time. And I was glad that I was actually able to tell uh, ASP that I named my daughter Lorelai after her wonderful, amazing character. And she was actually, she stopped for a second because, you know, she's saying hi and yeah, great. It's nice to meet you. And she kind of stopped for a second and looked at me and she goes, really? That's awesome. And I was so, it was, it was like confirmation that I did the right thing. Forget God, <laughs> forget whatever God you, you, you know, uh, pray to. Amy Sherman Paladino approves with my life choices. I've done something good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but so we're all like scrolling through our pictures with her, and we all notice that in each of our pictures, Sutton Foster <laughs> is in the background in some way, shape, or form. It's a two for one. Yep. Well, that's how we knew Sutton Foster was alive. Yep. Hashtag. Hashtag Sutton Foster is alive. <laughs> you may have seen it floating around at ATX. That was we tried to get it trending, but it, we couldn't get it to uh, stick, so we should try that again. Yep. Clearly, though, we're learning that we had a lot more people paying attention to what we were doing than we thought. So I have a feeling, even though it didn't trend, I'm sure a lot of people saw it. We didn't think so at the time, but we've just recently learned that. So we, we did something, guys. We did something important. Yeah, this is a <laughs> crowd had a hashtag. We have had people in their blogs, Facebook posts, Twitters, referencing the 6 a.m. crowd. So they were minor celebrities, guys. I want you to understand that. <laughs> like the D-list. Uh, yeah, minor H-list. H-list. <laughs> but I'll take it because you know what? I don't have any talent or skills, so that's as good as I'm going to get. I'll take it. <laughs> so for the next episodes of Bunheads, we will each be watching the episode, giving commentary, uh, taking our shots, of course, when we have references to talk about. And if need be, discussing all of the hot shirtless men. Mm-hmm. Godot? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I, yeah. I was waiting for Godot. One word. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I'm sure that joke has ever been made. Love it. Yeah, I think, and then I'm sure as we get drunker, the commentary will get a little more off-color about those shirtless men, which, you know, yeah. that's awesome. And that's what's going to make it good. And then at the end, we'll be uh, rating each episode via ballet position. So, Megan one, you better figure that out first before we do our first I episode. I'll do my talk to your dad. It research. sounds like he knows. So, you, you talk to him, figure out what the, the ballet positions are, and then we'll, ref we'll rate each episode based on that. 
Okay. I'd like to point out we're not doing a shot each time one of the actors comes on screen, just in case anyone's worried about our our livers or alcohol poisoning. So it's not like each time Kelly Bishop shows up, we're going to do a shot, because that would be crazy. We would be drunk five minutes in. Yeah. This is a good choice. So for those, (laughs) and for like Sam Phillips, first time it happens in the episode, we're taking our drinks. And you know... And you know, while you're while you're listening to us, we're always interested in um, having you, you know, let us know if there are anything, any references you think we missed that are connections to anything ASP, anything Gilmore Girls. We're always interested in that. So, um, you know, um, head on over to our Facebook, which is Drunk Ballet yes. at Drunk Ballet, and our, our, our Twitter, Twitter is at, Drunk, at Ballet. Drunk Ballet. Our Facebook is just Stumbling Ballerinas. So check us out, and definitely, if you guys, if you're listening to us and you think of anything, let us know, because you know what? We'll take extra shots. That's cool. I have no problem with that. (laughs) And it's quite possible that as we drink, we do miss something, so uh, send us a tweet, send us an email, stumblingballerinas at gmail.com. Let us know. Set us straight. Make us drink more. (laughs) (laughs) It is up to you. So, uh, I guess with that, we are going to uh, sign off here um, from Paradise, California. And, um, you know, we'll see you next time as we watch the first episode of Bunheads and you watch us all get shitty. So, thanks. And we'll see you next time.